This episode of Intergalactic Interviews is brought to you in part by SkinandBones.ca. Do you need photos taken for an upcoming live show or a photo shoot for a new album? Do you want professional results without the hassles of worrying about whether or not your photographer is getting the right shots? Then book your next photo shoot with SkinandBones.ca today. I do it, and they even make me look good. SkinandBones.ca. Book it now. Take a message from my love. Take a message from my love. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> boys and girls, children of all ages, but only of ages that are capable of listening at this hour and or day. I am MD of the Boomsday Alliance. Boomsday. And this is Intergalactic Interviews, episode 39. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I am sitting here, of course, with my guest today. If you're kind enough to read the title going into this and you're not just listening blind, you already know, but allow me to give him the apropos introduction he deserves. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Mark Lingelbach. Mark Lingelbach. <laughs> Speaking. Of Speaking. Backwards Riding and Lamb's Breath. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Woo! Thank you, MD Boomsday. That's right. How you going, sir? How you doing? Uh, pretty swell. Pretty swell. I've, uh, I've been wanting to get you on the show for a long time. A long, long time. I am so stoked. Uh, you're a member of two groups right now, uh, one of which is tearing up the motherfucking city left and right. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say only that because uh, backwards riding is pretty much on every fucking bill I see <laughs> going around. Uh, how are things going with that group? Why don't you tell me who's involved in that band? Um, backwards riding is me and two of my roommates, Tommy Berland and Dylan Kirby. And our main man from Langley, uh, Mitch Scholes. That's cool, man. And uh, the style of music you guys do, best described as blank. What? Blank. Um, I would call it... Whew, that's a hard one. I just call it like sci-fi. I know it sounds stupid. People are like, genreize it. I'm like, okay, sci-fi. That's a genre. You know, I might have the ability to comprehend <laughs> that. Uh, probably but, one of the few people in this industry that definitely understand what yeah. you mean. It's like groovy... We, we're all over the place. It's like reggae to punk to metal to rock and roll. Dude, that's why... You know, it's, with, it's 2014. Yeah, it's impossible to describe you know, any Genralization, stuff. I think, stopped at like fucking 2005. Oh, yeah? Uh, maybe. I you don't guys know. heard it here first. Mark Lingelbach. Mark Lingelbach. He, uh, he's laying it down. Uh, 2005. That's when, that's when music uh, became one genre. Funny story. When I was a kid, I couldn't even say ours. So my name was Mock Linklebach. Mock Linklebach. My name's Mock. Why? Why did you just have a natural speech impediment? What yeah. Um, though you, uh, my parents didn't know it, I was raised in Brooklyn. <laughs> Mock Linklebach. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, I had a speech impediment. A wicked time there mm-hmm. last night. <laughs> wicked time. Yeah. Down to the parking yeah. lot. Sneaking, sneaking to you know Brooklyn every night. Uh, let me ask you then: How did you overcome something like that? Because um, you sing. And you, you, you are a musician of uh, many calibers. So. I think when I was 11 or 12 years old, my dad put me in speech therapy. Tw- it, took me, it took me, like, honestly, like a month and a half to learn art. How old? How old? 12 or 12 thir- or 13? Yeah, yeah totally. So you're in speech therapy and it took you a month and a half to learn ours? Yeah. That's okay. You know what? Check it out. Can't, yeah. uh, now, now I can say my name. Yeah. Why don't, you, why don't we give you a little test here? Mark. Mark. Nice. R. How about you give us... Uh, how, about you, how about you say Roger Rabbit was reading Reddit and returned 
his receipt. But I can I could always say R R R. It was all oh, about R. Yeah, I could say R. Yeah, what would a pirate? Be like, what would, would a pirate like, then say when you were that age? Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, so I was so like, I play piano, and I've been playing for many years. But uh, when I was younger, I could not play or say piano. Oh, I, really? I could only say piano. No, I'd say piano. 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 Yeah. That my, sounds like Italian. Are you Italian? My no, not. Although <laughs> I definitely get that once in a while. But, you look uh, a little Italian. I uh, I had my aunt eastern european for sure <laughs> got an eastern, eastern european, european. european yeah i get it all i blend in everywhere it has a mixed heritage um i have a turkish hungarian turkish hungarian <laughs> basically when the world's cup on i i'd never lose i just i'm a i cheer for all nationalities i'm yeah. winning yeah it's it's a good thing but uh no, my aunt sat me down and was just like, "It, it's piano, piano," and like, like sat piano. me down for like a good twenty piano. minutes, half an hour. It's a piano. Yeah, she's like, "You're not going to learn how to play this and not know how to say it. It's ridiculous." What are you it's thinking? Ridiculous. Uh, I, uh, I've been uh, coping with some dental shit. The dental? Last, yeah, the last few oh, weeks. You and, got a uh, dental plan? Yeah, I do, but uh, I gotta say it, it's been it's been hell. So I had this uh, like tooth extraction in April, oh, and rough. when they took out the tooth, they actually, unbeknownst to them and me, for a few weeks while I was waiting for the swelling to go down, they had actually removed uh, the back covering of the skin or whatever you call it of the nerve root of the tooth next to it. So Ooh. even right now, speaking Sounds to you. painful. Is yeah, it everything hurts. Talking hurts. Everything hurts because any type of air on this particular, like any air blowing wind, anything, it just hurts. Like it's, it's crazy. So it's like, uh, I've been comparing it to being like, like an athlete hiding an injury oh. to like, just kind of play through it. And that's what I've been feeling like last little while. And like last week I had Clay St. Thomas on the show. It was like a voiceover God. And I have to like, you know, like I said last week, jump on the ice with Gretzky, and it wasn't, <laughs> and it wasn't like the easiest uh, thing to get over. But yeah, I've been dealing with that lately, and uh, today's a good day, though. Yeah, Today, today's a good day. How's I, the girlfriend dealing with that? Uh, in bed. In bed. Mm-hmm. She is it. Is it affecting your game? So to say. No, 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 because really, because no, uh, uh, I just power through it. I'm, oh, totally. I'm a, I'm a totally. soldier, right? Like yeah. what's going on? How are you still uh, dating uh, that lady? That came to that last listening party we were at. No, no, not 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 capable. Eh? What happened? Um, I don't know. I guess we just went our different ways. You went our different ways. Yeah, we we're still friends. She's a super cool girl. That's cool. She was very nice. Mm-hmm. I just, She's uh, a very nice girl. Very talented uh, graphic designer. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to reciprocate the favor there. Yeah. You bringing her up. So I, I do to... have a girlfriend though. Oh, you have a current girlfriend. Yeah. How's that going? It's great. Yeah. She's sweet. Yeah. Where'd you guys meet? Um. She's my promoter's little sister. Hold her now. Whoa, 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 Hold whoa, her whoa, now. Whoa. And okay. anyways, uh, wait a minute. Now she, the the whole puzzle starts <laughs> to take shape. I'm like, dun, 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 I'm like, oh, I noticed a lot of your bands getting a lot of gigs around the city. Oh, <laughs> oh. seven weeks straight, I've been seeing these oh, guys play. Holy moly! Oh, holy moly! Okay, I but see. Uh, she, I'm actually composing music for one of her films. Oh wow! Yeah. Now, was one of the coolest things about. Uh, our our friendship that's been developing is how we actually met. I do love that story. This is a good it story. Was div- it was like uh, it also involves our mutual bother. friend Dylan Kirby, yeah. who, who you mentioned previously in backwards my, uh, riding. My partner in crime. Yeah. My, 
my bro. I call him a stupid bitch every day, but I love him. To my bed. hetero life mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just wanted to uh, bring this up because it's such a such a funny story. Um, Shall I tell it from my perspective? Ah, uh, hit it. Okay. Um, I was on my way to uh, my previous studio, previous to signing with Amp Records. So I was uh, going... What was that called? Partnered? Partnered Productions. I still got my partnered uh, card. I've refrained from rolling it into joints <laughs> as my filters. I'm pretty also. sure that's what I recommend most people <laughs> do with it. And I, I think have, you probably did. You know, I might have a box full of them that are now not as uh, useful, so you can definitely... You'll have filters for days, my friend. Oh, buddy. Oh, uh, at least three. So I was on my way to a studio session um, that I was heading downtown, and uh, it was early in the morning. must have been like yeah. 9 or 10-ish. Yeah, me and Dylan went busking. That's what it was. That day, yeah. And, uh, so, We've only been busking once, and that was the only day. Yeah, it's which weird. is funny. It's yeah, super like, which weird. is really funny, because this isn't like a, I caught them on a routine or something. It was just yeah. like they randomly decided to go busking one day. Well, here's what happened. So I'm on the, the SkyTrain, the, and I'm on my way down. It's uh, I usually pick where I work based on transit availability, so I can just kind of step off the train. Who wants to fucking sit in traffic? Fucking who cares, right? Precisely. So I'm on the train and I look over and I see these two guys, uh, two, these two young uh, up and coming, you know, <laughs> these hot shots with their guitars around their their back, strapped to their back. I see these young Bob Dylan esque guys Dylan-esque. standing there, and uh, I was uh, I was focused on uh, uh, I think I was I was getting session notes ready for the day, so I kind of looked up, saw them, and uh, I always take note of musicians wherever we are, but uh, I just kind of was like okay here's these two guys whatever now fast forward through our days i did my sessions these guys went and busked all day whatever uh we made enough to buy the beer we drank enough to buy the beer they drank that's right and so then uh i i go to go home many hours later must have been what eight nine ten hours later yeah it was dark out by the time we were going so about ten hours later this is the summertime so it was like you know 10 hours later yeah and uh i'm i'm on uh, the platform, getting ready to go on the train, and yeah. sure enough, here are these two statuesque fucking guys. A there. couple of jokes, couple of jokes. They, they, <laughs> so, they, so they get on the train, and so uh, I literally just was like, I, "Do you remember how this went?" Because I remember how this. Yeah, went. you're like, you're like, oh, what did you say? Uh, first thing, I, I really I, believe in. Uh, I, I, was, I was just like, well, boys. Okay, what's going on here? And you're like, what's going on? I'm like, so you guys playing today? What's yeah. happening? And you're like. Yeah, you're like we were just busking, and I was like, "Yeah, did you do well?" You're like, we "Made enough to buy the beer." With it, and I was like, "That's awesome." And then I was like, "Well, boys," I was like, "I saw you guys come in here today. We actually rode the train together." And then you're like, "Yeah," you're like, "Yeah, we kind of." I think we both saw you on the first yeah. train, but it was like you know you don't talk to people on trains. Right, you just the notice the person, right? And so then I was like, "Let's talk about uh, what's going on." And then you guys explained you're just getting out of school, like yeah. uh, like uh, post secondary uh, audio college, yeah, and, yeah, totally, and. Uh, because of that you were just kind of just hey let's take advantage of the the day and go play for the yeah. public and so this is a fucking giant city you, you can definitely have run-ins with people you know here. i find this city gets smaller and smaller every year I yeah no, no, no i i'm just trying to give the but scope yeah it's of, a big city because like a small town person Fort hears McMurray this story and goes yeah what's fucking bridge or yeah <laughs> they go what, what's so important like yeah you ran to someone you knew big yeah. fucking story no it's yeah. like the the odds of us catching the same train at 10 hours after not speaking the first time and then we started speaking and uh, there's a little uh, contact information exchange and business cards and whatnot and then i was like boys just come check out the, the studio space and uh yeah we'll make some moves why not and uh 
Fast forward, Fast things forward. are good. A couple mm-hmm. of collaborations here and there, and some scoring I remember stuff. I gave you my comic book that day. Yeah. Then you invited us to the studio. Me and Dylan were so stoked. Let's uh, yeah. let's break down the the comic book a little bit. So, party one of your groups that you have founded, yeah. it, Lamb's Breath. It, yeah. It's also a comic book series that you've tied into the music. Now, yeah. this is really intriguing to me because of my background with Newby Newbinson and the Boomsday Alliance. Yeah, totally. Where it's this giant this sci-fi whole world saga. Inside yeah, of, totally. Know. And yeah. and within that, I recognize. Lamb's Breath as canon within that and uh, we had the opportunity to collaborate with each other last summer yeah and uh, I was actually listening to that tune today awesome it's yeah. good it is a good song yeah and it's mm-hmm. like uh, in terms of an underground release comic tie-in it's very very unique for the Alliance I'm sure <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's pretty cool but uh, why don't you break down how you got started and, and with Lamb's Breath yeah and, that and whole break thing? down maybe the story of it okay so uh, I started recording when I was 15 or 16 years old. Started on a loop pedal. I would actually just make like three minute long loops and then just record a whole bunch of shit on this one loop <laughs> and then throw it on my computer and sound like total crap. But, you know, <laughs> I was like young. And then I bought a Zoom HD 16. And like every day after school, I'd probably record for like four hours. Mm. Mm. So, uh, it was like after she put in the time in, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It was like, it was a passion, you know, I just loved it. It was like watching TV, you know, you just (laughs) sit down and you fucking love it. Yeah. Um, so lamb's breath was my, was my name ever since I was 16 or whatever for my music. Based on the popular marijuana Pot. strain. Yeah, yeah yes. totally. Uh, I was a big Bob Marley fan as a kid. My dad uh, lived in Jamaica in the 80s, so he just had a vast collection of uh, reggae music. Wow. Yeah. So as a kid, I like listened to so much Bob Marley. That's pretty cool. Stuff, yeah. So Lamb's Breath was just your name? Yeah. Well, it was, it was Bob Marley's favorite pot, and one day I bought some lamb's breath weed and it was my favorite pot maybe because it was bob marley's who knows who knows who knows whatever yeah and i i did want to change the name as i got older because i didn't want to be associated with you know pot just because oh like I i don't care it's good or bad like i don't think that people need to smoke pot or that pot should you know if it's legalized that's rad if it's not well, it should be legalized, but I don't. So you know, don't I'm not. Yourself. I'm not an advocate out there. That's I don't really. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Are you, are you an advocate? Because yeah. generally, with a name like that, like a, like a tie-in, like I wouldn't be like going up to someone and being like, "Oh, if you haven't smoked pot, you haven't experienced life." You know, like, <laughs> like Who, anyone do can do, do whatever. I'm sure people do that. I'm sure. <laughs> I can imagine some guy yeah. approaching me being like, "If you oh, smoke totally. pot, you haven't lived." Mark Emery is probably like, "Man, everyone needs to smoke pot." He's he has so many people don't know who we're talking about at home. He's like one of the leading advocates for, yeah. for marijuana reform. Um, but but you know my conversations with him have been isn't he always I don't know he's a mile a minute because yeah. he's trying to basically cram as much lifetime as he could into one situation. Yeah, but he's I mean you think about the nature of what he's dealing with. Like he's going mm-hmm. up against a federal government. Yeah, of probably one of the. It biggest, is frustrating. Yeah, of the and biggest like, superpowers. And like pot should be legal. Pot is like, 
a great release. It's like if if alcohol's legal, why the hell isn't pot? You know? Yeah, it's well. I mean, we could do, we could, do we, a could whole we could go back show. and forth for an yeah. hour. We could do but a anyways, whole show in this. Let's just like, skip past the pot for a second. Okay. And so okay. lamb's breath. Um, yeah, I did it in high school. I remember I'd burn CDs for all my friends. Cool. Every time I'd do an album, I've probably done like 20 Lambs Breath albums wow. or more. But you that's know, prolific, a lot of them, man. That's a lot crazy. of them are really poopy, you know. Well, here I am. <laughs> I, I thought I came in right at the right at the ground floor of it, but it turns yeah, out, yeah. Oh, this you, is like you came in when it started to get good for sure. Oh, okay. when it started to become decent. Oh, is that a coincidence? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It just maybe. I don't know, maybe, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe. Well, uh, okay. So what? So what happens with this last release? the one last one you did uh, uh, joy and suffering oh that was actually i think that's i've done a release since then, yeah no I, I i'm I'm sorry in reference to when we met oh yeah and, okay. and then i'm trying to bring you along yeah. chronologically totally here. totally that's why okay so, so next one after i graduated school i wanted to do more collaboration and then so i did this album called the joy and suffering where every song had a, a different band or artist right that i'd write with so I did two Calgary bands. I did with you uh, a Victoria, a band from Victoria called The Party on the High Street, yeah. Holocus, which are just like my best buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were mentioning Holocus and uh, how much you dig them and how you're actually starting a project with a member from Holocus. Two right? members. Yeah, two members. To- and then uh, Lamb's Breath now is, I've got Lamb's Breath the band. So you can play live. Yeah, we're uh, we've been practicing every week or so. Uh, well, it's an ex- on- it's interesting uh, that that now we we are in an industry that has so many uh, recording artists and and standalone recording artists where it's like this is music that is yeah. if it's played live needs to be uh, supported by many many musicians yeah. or or like a, another group entirely because there's such a bigger process going on mm-hmm. we ran into the same situation with boomsday where we'd have the boomsday alliance live band and then like the collaborators who oh, are totally. generally don't involve themselves boomsday in the live is band. crazy you got those like straight up metal songs like hip-hop no but i i feel the same way about backwards riding and, and lamb's breath like that that's what drew me into collaborating with with lamb's breath to begin with it was that wow here's here's like a situation that i found myself in years ago when we founded boomsday which was okay let's not put a genre on it let's just make something that feels good if it feels good then we're gonna do it you know yeah. so like measure of a man lost this the name of that song yeah. and, and everything we've done up to that point i loved it i loved the way we collaborated that it was mm-hmm. that was a true collaboration where it's like let's do drums on this no okay now we'll flip yeah. it back okay throw some synth on there man yeah this is cool let's yeah, do this totally. recording live live guitar and, and you know I, like i just i love it that's the way it should be man it's yeah, really organic totally i feel i've grown a lot as a mixer since then mm. and when i listen to it now it's like i feel like i should have given you more control because you had a better <laughs> mixing year back then no no but it, i yeah. well here's okay here's the thing i it's just the kick. I know that you gave me the kick sample, and then I cut out some of the high end. That was like the punch <laughs> of the kick, and every time I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, oh, well, okay. new mistake, the, new mistake. No, no, I mean, <laughs> something like that, okay? Like, really, would it have benefited you if I would have just said, we're not going to do that yeah. because of blank and just outright, or if I just mm-hmm. handled it and didn't say anything? Like, yeah. that doesn't benefit the project, right? Yeah. So... 
I mean, I look at it like like I've always said to you. I since I've met you and Dylan that day on the train, and we've had several hangouts before, like release party hangouts, mm-hmm. album listening parties, the whatever. Mac of release. Just yeah, everything. You know, like it's mm-hmm. just uh, it's been it's been good seeing along the way all these different high watermarks you guys are hitting all these different milestones because mm-hmm. I mean you guys are recording groups now. You, uh, you yeah, know, there's totally. like a lot of a lot of growth, and I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm just like. Like I was saying before, if you knew where my heart is at, it's that I, I want to see you guys grow and I want to see yeah. the, I want to see that develop, right? So, so something like that, like what you're saying, yeah, it would have been a very easy criticism just to be like, well, let's yeah. let's round those kicks back off, like <laughs> let's, yeah, let's, well, let's add that back in. But then, like, man, where's the development there? Are you, yeah, you, totally. it, it's more like put it out, take the lesson move on mm-hmm. we won't do that again well from like the minute we met you you were like a super positive rad guy <laughs> you brought us into your studio you must have met me on a really good day oh, a really I don't know. good day must have been. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure there are bags under your eyes because mm. you fucking there always are <laughs> there always are because i just take I, I don't even need to bring luggage with me to the airport it's oh. crazy yeah, it's, it's like i have i have no problem i look like the love child of Susan Sarandon and Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, I don't know Susan's for random, but I know Susan so. Sarandon. You don't know her. You know her to see her. Babe. I'm sure I would know her to see her. Yeah, I'm, I know. I look I'm like, bad with names. I look like Kenny Hotz and uh, Susan Sarandon and Vince Vaughn had a threesome. Mm. Oh, mm, yeah. There you go. Mm, 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 yeah, they're all known yeah. for their bags under their eyes. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> it means you're hard working. You're that just means I have a lot of baggage. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> that being said, uh, I. I've always felt like the best way to conduct yourself in the industry is to feel that way, is yeah. to be positive and, and oh, to totally. have, have that mentality. Like if, like, uh, if, if everyone is of equal talent and if everyone is capable of working the same amount of hours, mm-hmm. then the person who wants to stay longer will excel beyond those other people, you know? Yeah. And like, obviously that's not the case where everyone's not equal and all those things. Yeah, but totally. if you, if you consider life like that and mm-hmm. you try to always excel you will eventually always excel and there's also like some people feel like they need to push others down to get ahead mm-hmm. my dad always says that there's enough work for everyone mm-hmm. you know you just got to you know be aware of that do you think he was referring to like actual industries he wasn't referring to music he was referring to uh what he does oh wait that's because you're from the mighty ford mac the mighty ford where mac, there yeah. is enough work for well, everyone uh <laughs> i think what he meant by that was like um don't feel like you got to take someone else's job feel like you can share the load and that oh, together you can work better that was very uh, and, sage and my advice. dad he says like he always trains people so they can do everything he can do right you know he doesn't he doesn't not train them so that he can keep his job because mm. he's like well because you should be able to keep yeah. your job and on you're, your, you're your always, own merit if you're not if you're not moving forward and you're not like changing mm-hmm. then you're fucked anyways so you're dying you're, you're yeah. actually dying scientifically yeah, totally. you're, you're, yeah if you're not growing it's it's not like it's not like the 80s and the 70s where it's like you got one career <laughs> and and you work it your whole life, you know. You you go get that job out of high school, and then you retire when you're fifty five. Isn't know? that a crazy concept yeah. nowadays? Like you hear about like uh, you know you you're know. gonna have like five careers your whole life, maybe twenty. Who knows? Right? Who knows? Because it's it's different now. We're living in a global economy where where everything is so codependent and effective. Like yeah. uh, for instance, um, someone of 
our father's era, okay, our, yeah. our own individual father's era, um, might have been able to go right out of high school, not attend post-secondary school, mm-hmm. and then take a job immediately. If you live in it, Ford Mac, you can do that. That's right, for sure. right into an industry, and you're capable of working that job until you're 55, 55 65, be, right? Good to go, right? Retire, take your pension. Mm-hmm. And and that's that was like a life, you know. So that's I don't know, but it, it that's just, falling into the comfort zone. I feel. Yeah, like that. Know? I mean, you have to consider though that someone who would take that route generally would either be already not of an artist mind state, yeah, or suppressing their art so much that they yeah, don't even feel totally. that. So I mean, like obviously to you and I, that seems like mm-hmm. what that's not that's not adequate life for yeah, you it's or like, I. One of my uncles, <clears throat> when I told him as a kid, it's like, yeah, I just want to, you know, be a musician, work in music. And he's, ho, ho, ho good luck having, ho, making ho, money ho. that way. And it's yeah. just like, it's not about the money, you no. know? Because At the end of the day, it's about the music. And, yeah. and, like, I work a job that isn't music, and I fucking, I made it so that now I can work on my music a lot. Yeah, and, like, you know? if anything, you're, you're taking work to facilitate your mm-hmm. music. And also, what you're doing... And it's, it, it's it alleviates comp- the stress of because before yes. when I was yeah. trying to just make it in music, it ended up me like using all of my creativity towards other things and then having no energy to work on my own stuff. That's right, yeah. And so now it's like I work my nine to five and then I go home and I like work on all these projects. I don't have to worry about deadlines. Oh man, or money. That's a, that's a wonderful freeing it's, experience. It's, it is. For, like for my time in my life right now is awesome. I totally yeah. love my life right now. Well, oftentimes you hear artists speak about giving up things, giving up uh, mm-hmm. time with their family or Relationships. sacrifices. When I first right? started in the music scene, a lot of the older guys told me that you're gonna, you know, like it's gonna affect your relationships with people, and like only, only be friends with musicians and stuff like that. And really, people like, told you that? Yeah, people told me that. And it's like, it's like, I'm not going to do that is what my brain thought. Because yeah. I got friends that do their own thing and they're like my fucking best friends, you know? Right, right. No, I understand. Like, I'm not going to just not hang out with you because you don't want to talk shop about music, you know? Well, I, I always found that like people that aren't involved in the music industry, They've got very good outlooks on the That's right. And to bring that back to another point, it's, it's you and I, all right, people involved in this current conversation, maybe even someone listening right now. If you're listening to this and and you're like, okay, I'm an artist and I have this artist mentality and it's that um, you are only personally satisfied when art is being released Mm -hmm. or, or at least um, enjoyed or conveyed or or, or whatever, as long as it's out there being perceived. So, what really is like uh, uh, kind of incomprehensible to to other people outside of that mentality is that like a lot of people live their life through their job and their job is their enjoyment. Mm -hmm. So what will happen, like something, something quote unquote big would happen to them and be like like, a promotion. Like, yeah, like they got a promotion and they'll ride that wave for like eight months or something. Right. Whereas like an artist will be like, I put out, a song and, and do that it lasts like it sometimes it lasts like two days and then you're on to the next that's album right. right away that's right usually you're on it halfway through mm-hmm. that last one and people don't understand that like like it's yeah. hard to describe this in this audio only form but if you could yeah. imagine like a like a life like a like a heart monitor like a life science kind of thing it's like they're they're the non-artist lifestyle is just like beep 
beep, beep. And those little beeps are mm-hmm. like, it's like, beep. Uh, I had a flat tire. Boop, beep. Oh, uh, a car splashed me on the way to work. Beep. Oh, so-and-so bought me lunch. That's like very, very big to them. That's like a huge indication of, of, of their direction in life. Like they're having a good time or those are like, you know what I mean? Like those are things they talk around the dinner table. Yeah, about, totally. Right? Yeah. Whereas like an artist mentality would be like yeah. one giant like beep, a huge beep. And you'd be like, yeah. yo, I just played a show of like 500 people. Yeah. Fucking amazing. And then nothing for a while. And then yeah. all of a sudden beep another huge beep and it'll just be like oh i put out a song and i had a bunch of blogs pick it up and this was cool or whatever and then nothing for a long time and then maybe something not nothing for so long that you wonder if there's even another beep coming and then another beep will happen and it'll be like beep oh sweet we uh put out our t-shirts today and now a bunch of people bought them so like people don't understand that and that that's consistency that the other mentality lives with the non-artist mentality is that they need to have uh some type of structure and support of every day knowing that like there's going to be money every two weeks on my account because i have a stable job and i i'm capable of planning on things for the future because i know that this is going to happen and i'm only competing really with other people in my field or my family that's just pushing me to do more Mm -hmm. whereas like an artist mentality is like i'm well they should be anyway it's is uh i'm competing with myself and i'm trying to defeat my last last attempt oh totally you know yeah. i uh I don't, do, how do you feel with that what do you oh totally when i was a kid it was like every album i put out in my brain it was like oh this is one i'm gonna be famous i'm gonna be famous and then as soon as it's done the next one started and i don't even care about the last one you know <laughs> and i don't even care that i'm not famous yet and it's like and then as time went on it wasn't about getting acknowledgement at all it was just about enjoying the album when right. i'm lying in bed and right. like showing my friends and then being like oh cool cool right i mean because what's you the know? point what's the point of of uh say reaching like an immortal status yeah if you are miserable the entire exactly. time getting there like who gives a shit like it's yeah. you know like oh there's a ferrari at the end of this path mm-hmm. but the entire time you get there it's like you're crawling you were driving a fucking like goddamn a moped t- a toad a tercel yeah <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like that that kind of mentality it will really like defeat you before you yeah. even get there yeah totally yeah. also you know i've been talking about this last few podcasts which is um the idea that if if you're if you're comparing yourself to other people's careers mm-hmm. in music and yeah. entertainment or wherever you're at in entertainment you'll drive yourself crazy because there's always. too many little kids making it oh there, there's too many and all I have to say to that is that they are products. You know? well, Someone I'm, push. I mean, some of those kids just kill it. Yeah, like, wait, some wait, of those, like I mean, like I don't necessarily think like. Yeah, like, but I know what you're saying, yeah. but like I don't necessarily think that myself. I, I, mm-hmm. I just I feel like if you compare yourself to anyone in the industry, uh, which everyone does, I do it mm-hmm. myself. You know, but one of my things this year I've been working on is not comparing myself to other people, and it's it's opened up my creativity and my happiness so much more. Yeah. Because what happens is. If you're comparing yourself constantly... I try to compare my mixes all the time, but I think well, that's, that's different, a different though. thing. You're comparing yeah. your quality. It's not like if you put yeah. out a bad mix by accident, yeah. and then all of a sudden you hear someone else and you go, fuck, I'm never going to mix again. You go, yeah. oh, that guy does it well. Yeah. I'm going to do it this way next time, right? Mm-hmm, so totally. it's not like a debilitating thing. Yeah. Whereas I'm talking about like someone puts out an album... And then they're instantly comparing themselves to someone else in their genre or their field. Yeah. And 
There's so, so many other things that go into making right, you, it. You know? Right. You put out a project. doesn't matter if yeah. you're a comedian or a musician or whatever. If you put out a product and you're comparing yourself immediately to someone else, the joy of you experiencing that that release structure and that mm-hmm. release cycle where you're like, I'm putting this out and, and then having people commenting on it immediately, it all just turns to ash in your mouth. Yeah. You're not capable of enjoying it because you're already thinking about how it's not even good enough. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. living with someone who's very negative. Mm-hmm. So, so as soon as you let that go and you're just like, I'm not going to compare myself to anything. It's just, okay. it is what it is. And if it pops, it pops. If it doesn't, it doesn't. As long as it, you know, I think you, I just try to compare it to the last thing I did. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as long as I feel like I'm doing better than before right. and I'm, I'm, you know, and that's how I always feel it is whenever I release something new, it's like, oh yeah, you know, it trampled that last <laughs> thing I did. And sometimes it doesn't, but that's okay too. I have a, I have a pretty good grasp on, on my own material in terms of production, because I guess I'm simultaneously working so many different clients at the same time mm-hmm. right and you know this like producing other artists and getting your name involved right yep. so b- sometimes you have so many things going simultaneously but there are outside exer- circumstances that stop those release dates from happening oh, totally. in the same order right so yeah. sometimes you're working on something and it, it happens very quickly over the span of a few weeks or a few months and it's done mm-hmm. but it doesn't get released until oh, way yeah. after yeah. Something that you've already improved on. And then by the time on. it's released, you're like, oh, I could have right. touched it up a little right. bit. Right, and, and so, so the, <laughs> the listening public listens to something and they yeah. go... They but go, they don't hear that. Yeah, well, I don't know. So, but uh, say they say they heard something, though, that was, oh. like, discernibly different, where you could say to yourself, oh, um, the the release that's newer, that, that just came out, is actually older. But yeah. but then the newer, quote-unquote, the, the older release is actually newer. So they go, oh, he kind of fell off after this one but you're like what no no no, 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 no. i have learned <laughs> more from this one yeah, yeah i don't know it's an interesting process right shit i really have to pee do you like so bad uh tell you what if you run really quick if I'll you can be back be so in one quick. minute i might just talk a lot of shit go Please. ahead don't run talk the- shit about me oh that's part of the process oh, okay okay hurry up i'll be right back every time here we go okay so mock <laughs> Mock Lingle Block has just left the room because he's using the washroom. Now, I tried to warn him not to do this, but he advised me his bladder's small. Now, I mean, as a man, he, he's a larger man, uh, I'm sure he believes, but it's probably very, uh, <laughs> very correlated to the size of his bladder, is all I'm saying. That being said, look, there's a lot of good stuff going on at the label lately. Uh, as you've probably seen or read, uh, my involvement with the game The Fall by Over the Moon Games uh, has been going really well, uh, getting lots and lots of great reviews. Uh, some of the review quotes are that it's a modern classic. Um, I had the I had the great uh, opportunity to work on this game, and I was working on uh, the audio recording and uh, some of the editing uh, that was taking place. So I was very happy to work with this game. And... Uh, yeah, you should definitely check it out. Go on to uh, steam.com and search, search the fall. <laughs> search the fall, or you can go on humblebundle.com right now and get it really, really, uh, really inexpensive for 50% off. You go check it out. It's called The Fall. It's also available, if, as I'm told, on steam, your marketplace. Is it Steam? Uh, what is that website called? Uh, what? But- 
at Steam. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Just Steam? Okay. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Uh, you, for some reason. You come I back here from the washroom and you, you interrupt, I just cut it, you interrupt, interrupt my my, uh, little, my spiel. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can go check out The Fall. The Fall. Uh, you'll love it. It's the like a cross fall. between Metroid and Monkey Island. Metroid and Two Monkey of the best Island. fucking games of all time. Best and uh, like I said, all. it's getting crazy reviews right now. Crazy you should check review. it out. Go on HumbleBundle.com Humble and you can get it for 50% off. 50 There you go. And uh, we have oh. Mock from uh, Lingelbach, a.k.a. Uh, Lamb's Breast Slash, backwards riding in the house. Recently urinated, feeling much better now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? This is a great segue for us. Um, I just wanted to go ahead and uh, maybe point our direction and our ears to our, uh, our questions that were submitted. Oh, now, no. we like to involve the audience, and we like to let them right, ask right. questions. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, this is a very, very common process about this time of the show. We go ahead and we, we go to social media, and uh, we see what some of the questions were submitted. Are you prepared to answer, sir? Yes. All right. Well, let me just grab this here, get these uh, ready for you. Please answer very straightforward, if you can. Okay, but as as honest as possible. Okay. Um, this one was already kind of answered, actually, Uh-oh. if I just read ahead here. Uh, question the first. This comes in via Facebook. Please explain the origin of Dilbot and, Dilbot. and Lamb's Breath. Well, yeah. Dilbot, I guess, was... This is part of the comic. So yeah, pe- yeah, totally. Yeah. Of the comic book. Yeah. It's uh, Lam- Captain Lamb's Breath and his uh, sidekick robot, Dilbot. Hmm. Like, I did take Dylan's name, but by no means is Dilbot Dylan. Right. Because he's Lamb's Breath's little bitch. Because he kind of gets, yeah, pushed around. He gets around smacked a lot. around. And That's right. I'm not going to give anything away, but maybe he dies, maybe he maybe doesn't. He, maybe he has a vitality. Maybe he only has a three inch floppy. Oh, that was pretty offensive. <laughs> I'm talking about memory. I understand story. what you're saying. It's all Gosh. good. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,. Uh, I would like to uh, ask you a question the second here. You ready? Hit it. Uh, this one also comes in via Facebook. Right, right. Uh, why did you cut your hair? Ooh. And what did you do with it afterwards? Um. Well, I went home for <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> and after like a week of, Mark, you gotta cut your hair. Your hair's too long. It's in your face. You look... How are you gonna get a job? Because I was unemployed at the I'm time. I'm sorry, Mark. Are you... Uh, Jewish by any chance is that another question that, no, is that, that a real question no that sounded very Jew- that was at your mom <laughs> Ma- Mark? Mark what are you gonna do with your hair what are you gonna do with your hair <laughs> well uh, supposedly I'm not Jewish but I have a whole bunch of uncles and aunties who always tell me I'm Jewish from my mom's side oh okay they're always on my dad's side telling me I had my my one Mark, I've got you only get involved. there's only two lingle box that can carry on the Lingelbach name because all the others were girls. Okay, so this is you. So this is me and the other Lingelbach son who can carry on the name. <laughs> I think I was like 16 and, and it was his sister's <laughs> wedding, my cousin's wedding, yeah. Craig. And he said, he's like, oh, I think I drank like two liters of pure alcohol. He's shit-faced. Two totally liters of pure drunk. alcohol. Yeah. He, so okay. he's basically saying he drank a ton. A ton. And yeah. this guy is leaning on me, super drunk, my awesome cousin Craig. And he says to me, he says, Mark, I love your mother. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I love your mother's blood. And I'm like, what? Your blood? Yeah. And then he's like, 
your mom's Jewish and Jewish people are so smart what the <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you found out you, you that was that was the first indication that I was Jewish at all so you like but I've had a lot of Jewish jokes thrown at me we'll give two instances okay go ahead both on the sky train instance one I'm hanging out with my sister we're on the sky train home <laughs> and uh this guy comes up to me and me and my sister just you know talk and laughing and, he, and he's shit faced this guy who comes up to us and he's like you're one of those funny Jews aren't you <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like what I look at my sister and she's like in tears laughing wow no, but the balls on this guy. Yeah, just to totally. Be, uh, you know. But it's like we laugh for a minute, then look over and he's passed out. Oh, so yeah. Oh, you're one of those funny drunk. fucking yeah. Jews yeah, there. one of those funny Jews. <laughs> Second instance, I'm walking down the stairs at commercial. Oh, you're one of those litigious Jews. Yeah, litigious. You know, taking me to court all the time there. Yeah, I'm walking down the stairs <laughs> at uh, Commercial Drive Skytrain Station. Yeah. And there's like four guys who look swole as fuck okay so they're just tough tough motherfuckers yeah, tough, right? like whiteies a couple of whiteies but they all like fucking weigh probably like 300 pounds of muscle wow okay and they look up to me and they're like you jewish jesus and i just like i'm walking down the stairs i look i'm like what and he's like you don't have to be afraid <laughs> <laughs> so you ran into the, the four neo-nazis with yeah. a golden heart you don't have to be afraid <laughs> i was like okay well i'm not actually jewish but all right so the answer to that question then why did you cut your hair the answer was uh, my parents jewish family guilt yeah but uh you know i'm pretty glad what did you do with it afterwards, though? That was the second uh, part. Uh, you know, I'm sure the hairdresser sweeped it up sweeped and it threw up. it away. <laughs> uh, uh, question the third. Uh, this one comes in via Twitter. Twitter? It says, uh... Uh, yeah, twat. Who is the MVP of backwards riding? The most valuable player? Yeah. That's a hard one. All of us. All of, all of you, eh? Totally. Yeah, your team player. Yeah. Maybe it's you, because you just... You said everyone. Nah, nah. It's probably Dylan then, right? No. no, no, no. <laughs> it's everyone. Who's Mitch, Mitch, our new drummer, is like totally committed, awesome. He like really brought the band together. Tom's like, Tom is like all the swank, you know? Okay. He brings in the like the juice. The juice. And then Dylan. He brings in the juice. Dylan and me are just like the two idiots being like, you're a schmuck, I'm a schmuck, you're on stage, you know? <laughs> Most of are you comments- sure you're not Jewish? You just said like like schmuck and like I don't know, like I don't know. Are you sure? I don't know. I'm Canadian. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, oh, this is a good one. So uh, I gotta give a little intro to this before I, I ask this one. Right. Um, question the fourth uh, has to do with Brian Else. Uh, uh, now Brian uh, Else is a former podcast guest on on this uh, show, yeah. and uh, people that don't know Brian Else has literally hundreds and hundreds he's of a rock star. He's, he's a, a rock, rock star, star producer he, I remember hanging out with him he'd be like there's only one rock star in this room <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he was uh, obviously his, his, you guys can just google Brian Else they also that's know what he always said just don't google. know me Google me. Just Google me. <laughs> Brian, who else? He's done yeah. No Means No, fucking everything. Everything you fucking imagine, he's done it, basically. If so it's I, punk rock or Yeah, in punk rock and grunge, obviously. Yeah, totally. But uh, that being said, uh, you <laughs> had the opportunity to uh, work with Brian Else right out of college. Yeah. Now, that's a very unique experience. It you, was very unique. You and Dylan, right? Me and Dylan and Tommy worked there for a bit, too. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so, 
obviously you're privy to spending long hours with him yep. and and shorter totally. periods obviously but mm-hmm. you've done i've worked 12 hour shifts with guys. 12 hour shifts you've done off-site stuff doing live music with them yeah. right and you've been in in studio doing recording uh not too much less less than the live sound for okay. sure but but still the experience of brian is very yeah, unique totally. yeah oh, totally. <laughs> so the the question is uh it says mark what is your best brian l story my best brian l story Ooh. oh what would it be brian there's two very proud moments where i worked with brian else and he had me <laughs> uh <laughs> he's like oh this isn't gonna be proud but it is um he brought me to the rickshaw you like he brought me to the rickshaw when he'd worked uh, there the rickshaw lot. theater yeah yeah and uh i got to do live sound for jello by afro's birthday wow which was super rad that's super rad and when death came to town death the punk right, band right, right. yeah i got to do lives well you know assist brian else doing live right, sound right. for both of these that's shows. super cool though those uh, it was like super rad you know mm-hmm Working for Brian's Brian else was quite the experience, and one I'm of the, very grateful for it. One of the most sought-after live sound engineers on the planet, and uh, worked for Britney Spears. Geez, worked man. for I think Rod Stewart. Worked fucking for fucking any, a lot of guys. Brian else has lived a full life already, and he's only fucking fifty something <laughs> or forty something. That's the best Who way. Knows? He's got really cheers great Brian hair. there. Yeah, yeah cheers. Totally. Yeah, cheers Brian there. Click, click. There. Yeah, there you, you go. Know, yeah, I, a lot of people when I worked at Iron Roads would be like, "How can you work for Brian Else? He's such a dick." <laughs> but you know, You're like that's know. why I work with him. Yeah, he, totally. he's uh, he's an interesting guy. And actually, if anything, you get to know him. Yeah, and you realize he's, that he's a really nice guy. Yeah, he's actually he got a, a really heart nice of gold. Guy. Yeah, he's actually he's probably listening to this like, "Fuck you guys." Yeah, you're saying this. He's like, I'm a badass. <laughs> yeah, how dare you spread? He is good, a badass. He's a total. Yeah, how dare you spread good things about me? Yeah, you're like all right, fucking. Yeah. Uh, question the fifth. Uh, what is your favorite sci-fi story outside of your own? My favorite sci- What is my own sci-fi story? Uh, with Lamb's Breath, I oh, guess. Okay, okay. I guess yeah, that's yeah, what the yeah, question totally. was. Yeah. Um, that wouldn't be my favorite anime, though. No. Favorite sci-fi story. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge sci-fi fan, so I'm just going to list some shit. We'll go with Cowboy Bebop. Wow. Boom. Yeah. Love that shit wow. so much. Just jumping right in. Okay. Yeah, I love Cowboy Bebop. The Serenity and Firefly series, like so rad. Firefly, Battlestar Galactica, Galactica kicked butt. I was like straight addicted to that show when I watched it. I think it said one. You're only allowed to give one. Okay, Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop overall. Mm -hmm. Overall. Wow, very impressive. It's my favorite. Um, my friend, are you ready to play everyone's favorite rapid fire fast five? Okay. Let's do this. Okay. Uh, these questions that are coming up. They're just say yes or no. They're one, yeah, they're yes or no's. They're they're one. They're Coke or Pepsi. They're, they're your personal preference. Okay. And uh, at the end, I'll give you your score, and I'll let you know how you did. Okay. Okay. Uh, question the first: Stegosaurus or Triceratops? Triceratops, hands down. Wow. Uh, backwards riding or lamb's breath? Um, backwards riding. Wow. That's, Lam- I mean, you're a team player. That's, that's what I'm gathering from you right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, player. Lamb's Breath is like my little thing to, you know, do for fun. But backwards riding, I, I got, you know, we're playing shows, we're doing well, Seven collaborating. Yeah. Collaborating is always funner than uh, doing it alone. You guys in are the end. running the, the local circuit right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just all and you venues. know, with Lamb's Breath now with the band, maybe it'll be a lot of fun. You know, like it's okay. going to be sweet. But backwards riding right now. Okay. Question the third. Yeah. 
Vocals or guitar? Uh, vocals. Vocals, right? I love guitar. I fucking love guitar, but like <laughs> vocals is like always been the best thing I've ever been at. You have such a very unique tone to your voice, which people will hear later in the show. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I just, I love it, man. It's very unique. Yeah, I everyone's like always like, it doesn't sound like you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, question the fourth. Star Trek or Star Wars? Ah, uh, Star Wars. Star Wars over Star Trek? Uh, yeah, Star Trek's rad, but Star Wars is radder. Okay. I don't know if that's true, but... Interesting. I didn't know that was the, the only kind of thing is that I haven't watched as much Star Trek as I'd like. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can sort you. And I was raised on Star Wars. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like that nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you like, asked me that like two years ago, I'd been like, Star Wars hand down. Oh, I see. Ask me a DC Marvel. DC, because Marvel... Uh, oh, wow. Boo. Not a Marvel fan, eh? Well, it's okay. I mean, all I buy is DC. Well, <laughs> we had Clay St. Thomas on, like I said last week. Yeah. And I found out in the interview that he is the voice of Captain America in the new uh, Marvel Knights oh, yeah. uh, follow-up. So I was like, that's oh, that's kind of cool. crazy. I love that Mark Hamill, who's Luke Skywalker, right. is the voice of the Joker. Joker. Right, yeah. Boosh. For the win. Uh, And the last and final question, sir. Stoner rock or punk? Stoner rock, hands down. Stoner rock? Hands fucking down. Stoner rock, but he he pulls away from the uh, the stoner tag because he doesn't want to have that tag to last breath. Eh. Interesting. Stoner rock. When it comes to stoner rock, that's a whole different thing. When you say stoner rock, it's like Black Sabbath fucking... You know, is that who you think Stoner Rock is? I think Black Sabbath is like the first of Stoner. Rock I think of sure. like Caius. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Caius or like uh, oh man, uh, Cult of Luna. Yeah, Isis. There you go. Okay, is yeah. that Stoner Rock? That's like that's what I call post metal. Post metal. Yeah, that's oh, what. Jesus, I don't even know who originated that genre. Like what is it? Sounds that? kind of pretentious. Or it's something. so pretentious because it's, it, it's the like, idea. The idea that what whatever is under that flag yeah. is beyond what original metal was, and yeah. na- but like because like is there then they'll have to be maybe maybe you could call it sludgy metal or something right okay well like what would be beyond that though because it'd be post 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 metal metal. post post metal like they're that's a very short-sighted genre tag because it's like what are you going to do after this like clearly it's going to evolve well it's like it's post metal progressive metal that's why i think genre names are stupid and why my band is called sci-fi what what do you have lamb's breath listed under on on uh Bandcamp uh, for I genre. S- I don't know. <laughs> I put everything. I under. switch it every album. I think I don't even know. I probably put it as like ro- alternative rock or something. Really like alt rock. So someone out there listening to you fucking know. Eve Six, like yeah, yeah. gone through a blender, yeah. hard in <laughs> a blender, some moon, and then they're just like, "What's this lamb's riff?" <laughs> like that's not gonna, like I don't know the commonality of that. Yeah, I don't know. You know. I always put everything at least one tag towards experimental. Yeah. So yeah, like, the totally. people that search out that kind of shit, they're probably going to be more forgiving. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> They'll be like, "What the fuck is this?" They'll be like, yeah. "Ah, it's cool. It's cool." As opposed we got to three minutes of fucking yeah. guitars and delays and fucking meanwhile, even the drums have delay. What the fuck <laughs> yeah, is like, going yeah. on? Meanwhile, you're competing with Rob Thomas of Matchbox <laughs> Twenty and trying Matchbox. your best. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I said, baby. I said, baby. It's all lonely when I'm lonely. Okay, yo, are you ready to play everyone's favorite game? Uh-oh. 
This game, of course, ladies and gentlemen, is called Too Offensive. Too Offensive. <sighs> oh, I'm way too offensive for yeah. you. Oh. Now, if you've never played this game or you're listening at home and don't know what the fuck we're talking about, it's called Too Offensive. And essentially, what happens is we're going to ask two questions to the guest, and the guest has the right to either answer the questions or, or say too offensive. They can say too offensive. That's right, as the Ooh. placeholder, and it gives the audience a little something to know that there's something to be said there, but they're just not comfortable saying it yet. That's all. So it's up to you. It's a it's a little uh, transparency test, is what it is, really. Are you, are you prepared to play, I'm sir? Sort of, I'm stoked that no one's brought up the name Debra yet, so we're golden. Oh shit! Hit it. Too offensive. Oh, wait a minute. I think we might have to explore this for a second. No, no, no. no what, we'll are, play, what are you talking we'll about? We'll play too offensive first. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and then if we remember, we can go more. Okay, we'll question the, uh, question the first. Hit it. Okay. Spank it. Slapping. All right. Oh. Uh, and again, remember, you can answer too offensive if Kay. this is not comfortable for you. Okay. But I will judge you. Uh, question the first. When was your last sexual experience? Um, Yesterday. Yesterday? Or the day before. It was like yesterday. Uh, what day is it? Yeah, probably last night. Probably last night? <laughs> yeah, totally. I don't know. Sounds, I would say last night. Sounds flimsy. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday. Totally. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely yesterday. It's Monday. I give you an Sorry, Monday hits you and you're like, where am I? All right. But yesterday. I don't know. My gut don't tells Don't tell me. my promoter about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's all, it's all connected, folks. I'm telling you. Okay. And uh, are you ready for this next one? Yeah. Uh, question the second. Uh, what happened the last time you were racist? Um, what happened the last Everyone's time Everyone's racist, racist at some point. So what happened the last time you were racist? Like, outright racist. Like, to be racist, when I think racist, it's like to say something like truly offensive and to like... You mean like too offensive? Like, yeah, you know, to be, to be like, to be like actually offensive, but you know... You could probably say take things I say as racist. <laughs> like I work with this uh Chinese lady. Wait, okay. she's not Chinese, she's from Hong Kong. Okay, this is already getting racist. So, so okay. And she calls me mock and my boss Boos because she's okay. Chinese. So that's yeah. how you were pronouncing so, like, earlier. So we'll be working and we'll be like, hey Boos, hey Boos. <laughs> but I don't think that's racist. Do you do it in she, front of her? She, oh totally. She thinks it's funny. Okay. Yeah. Not so it's not back. it's not truly racist yeah you don't do it behind her chinese yeah sometimes talk. sometimes i listen to biggie smalls and i rap the lyrics with him so that's not racist that's in context of the song exactly right you're not like saying it predominantly like dropping yeah. n-bombs on hiroshima or something yeah so no that was kind of racist yeah totally right because yeah, that racist. combined two racist elements into one yeah i'm, I'm a master at this though yeah right, totally i mean dave Chappelle's <laughs> a little racist but i don't think he's offensive uh all right, I can't believe I didn't get you to bite on either one of those, so that's okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that ends our segment of two offensive. Uh, oh, I thought there was going to be something way more offensive. What me. were you What were you looking for? You mentioned a name back there that we can explore right now. Yeah. Something Deborah? What's going on? What's uh, What's the situation? <laughs> <laughs> I just caught you unawares. Deborah. Yeah, what's happening there? It's a song by Backwards Riding. Okay. Yes. What? And what's it about? This is dead air. You know how much this costs? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, 
we, uh, you know, what if I want to show this to my family? I can't talk about Deborah. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? This has been a truly revealing process, but uh, now we're just going to go to the phones for a minute. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to say thank you very much for taking some time to come sit down with us today. You're a good friend of mine, and I, I appreciate you taking some time. And uh, It's truly my pleasure. I've been so stoked for this interview Matt, since you asked me. Actually, to, before you asked me. Before I, I asked even asked you. Oh. I was like, man, maybe one day I could be on your thing. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. I'm, I'm just so glad we finally made it happen and we, yeah, we had time to do so. And, and you're always welcome to come back. I'd love to have you on. I'd love to have uh, Dylan on, too, or the yeah. rest of the band. That'd be awesome. We um, got uh, Me and Dylan are starting our production company, Space Dungeon. Oh, sweet. I'm yeah. already into it. Yeah. Intergalactic. Intergalactic. Uh, I'll Mark. send you some shit, man. Hey, uh, Mock. Mock. If uh, if people want to follow you on the internets, how do they do so? I got Lamb's Breath Facebook. Okay, so facebook.com slash Lamb's Breath. That's Probably. one word, right? Lamb's Breath. Yep, Lamb's Breath. And? If you just want to add me, Mark Lingleback, on Facebook, I'd be... I totally add everyone, pretty much. Yeah? You're, you're not discerning at all? You get scam nope. artists in there? No, I even have my profiles. Facebook profile totally open. You can look at all my pictures before you even add me. Oh, really? In case, in case you don't want me to be your friend. Oh, okay. So so people can judge you first. Mm-hmm. I understand. Exactly. Uh, well, that was pretty awesome. I think you should also plug the goddamn Bandcamp thing. Oh, yeah, Bandcamp. Yeah. Lambsbreath.bandcamp.com. That's what it is, right? All right, come on. <laughs> I know if you go to bandcamp.com and type in Lamb's Breath in the search. I definitely don't want to bully you at the end of the con. Like, come on, this is the whole <laughs> show. I didn't want to bully you, but here I we just, are. Yeah, I only, you know, command C, command V that shit on my Facebook. A's there, copy paste. Copy paste. Slur down there, brah. Okay. But- uh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to follow me, you can always follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MD underscore Boomsday. Or if you have show ideas or you have music you think we should play on the show or guest ideas or, or anything, comments, uh, especially comments about Mark's alleged Jewish heritage, we definitely want you to email us at jayme at amprecordsco.com. That's jamie at amprecordsco.com. And uh, to end today's show, as we always do, we move and we throw to a nice little musical interlude. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to allow Mock from uh, Last Breath <laughs> there to uh, throw uh. us a little bit here. This is a totally unreleased, exclusive song for this podcast. For I couldn't be podcast. more proud. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to throw you right now to Mock from Last Breath. <laughs> Please cue us in. Let us know what we're listening to. This song's called Slippin'. It's uh, probably my only uh, Lamb's Breath solidar- uh, solo solo release this year. You were going to say solidarity. And I nice. was like, wait, that's not a real word, is it? <laughs> it it, it, it is. truly is for context. Uh, <laughs> but I hope you enjoy. Crank it in your fucking car or whatever, you know. Slippin'. Slippin' is the name. All right, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy. We'll see you all next week. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye.
bound and cloud and I'm without doubt about to lose my head.